Welcome to Fantasy Watch. My name's Invictus, and I'm here to rock your socks and tell you about some Fantasy Overwatch Week 5 heading into the stage playoffs. We got a lot to cover today. Unfortunately, I'm riding solo because Abnerd is hanging with his wife. Uh, Unfortunately, we both have real lives outside of this, and his wife travels a lot for work, and thus he wanted to be able to spend the few days he could with her this week. Absolutely understandable. But I was busy doing stuff with my family on Sunday, uh, watching this funny thing called the Super Bowl that we do here in America. Um, And so we were unable to connect. So I'm doing the show solo. Uh, I did stream this show. And so if you're able to tune in, thank you so much. I know I had a couple of my good friends who were able to come hang out. You'll hear me actually interacting with chat a little bit for the first time in this show. It kind of helped me um, keep things busy because I did not understand I did not anticipate how hard it is to actually do an hour-long show by yourself. But I do want to thank you guys for tuning in, and I hope this helps you guys out this week. But I think one of the first things that I want to talk about actually is going to be the Winston's Lab format. Um, For those of you um, who have not seen this, this is actually going to be pretty important. Um, Playoffs... Stage one playoff stats are included for week five, and that's actually going to be huge. And this is something that I'm hoping and praying to the fantasy gods and the and the Overwatch gods and Papa Jeff that they change this because the issue is any player that you have that's not in the playoffs next week is going to be basically you know at least one matchup, so five maps, four maps. Um, behind everybody else and we've talked about this on the show we've talked about this in the articles other people have talked about playtime is actually really key in the fantasy uh, system that Winston's lab is running and so because of that if you have anybody that you think is possible that they're going to make it into the playoffs it is better to start them than somebody who's not going to be because innately they're just going to end up scoring you a ton of more points um this is actually our fantasy watch league that if some of you who are actually watching, you'll be able to see this live. Uh, my roster consists of Birdring, Sabiolbi, Shadowburn, uh, a guy who has good aim, Boombox, and Mano. I also have some good bench players, Bunny, Mistakes, Dayfly, and Fraggy. One thing that I have to consider right now is, is Bunny going to be better than Shadowburn? Because Bunny um, is the one who's going to be able to possibly play in some of those playoff matchups i mean he hasn't even got a ton of playing time but if i think soul for example is going to make it to the championship game there's a chance that bunny still pulls out three or four extra maps compared to where Shadowburn is at um that one's not as big because i i think i'm still going to play Shadowburn um just because of bunny's play time uh, even you can see after week four um Bunny scored 60 points. Shadowburn scored 251. I'm still going to put my money on Shadowburn here. Um, this is our Experts League. So this actually, the Fantasy Watch League, the roster is just talking about, that's actually going to be on the new scoring where supports and tanks are worth more. 
Um, but this is a, an original scoring league. Um, this is our the experts league, if you will, that we're in with um, some of the other fantasy podcasters or other podcasters in the Overwatch community. Now, in this game, I think I'm probably going to end up starting Pine um, over Poco. Now, the reason for that is Poco didn't play much last week, but I also don't think Philadelphia has a chance at making it into the playoffs. Or they do, but I know it's like mathematically super small. Um, so what I'm going to do instead is go ahead and change and put Pine in there. Now, even if Pine doesn't play a ton of maps, because he hasn't really as of late, um, he did start last week, but that was kind of, I think, just because of the way they were doing things. Um, but he's going to end up with more maps probably. Oh, dang, I forgot I got to drop. Move it. They need to fix that part of the system so you don't have to swap it all around. And gesture... Now, normally, I would probably even play Gamsu over Gesture, but the fact that London Spitfire, I think, has a much higher chance of making it into the playoffs gives me the feeling that Gesture is probably going to end up playing more maps in Gamsu. Even if that's not necessarily true, I think the possibility of it enough is enough to change um, my opinion. All right, so let me go ahead and save that one. All right, now that... Let's go check the notes here. It is really weird doing this all by myself, to be honest with you. All right. All right, so let's go. Let's keep going over the kind of the impacts here of the the different players. So, like I said, if you want, if you're in the running or you think you're going to be able to win this week, you definitely want to pay very close attention to your players um, and who you think is going to end up making it to the playoffs. I'm going to pop up the Overwatch League here. We're going to get the stings. I think they even had an article this week actually talking about uh, the team's chances. Now, personally, I think that the top four is probably going to be what it is now, rounded out by the Outlaws, Soul Dynasty, and Third New York, and Spitfire. Now, it is possible that any one of either Boston or the Valiant does make a little bit of a late-round push and make it into the playoffs over the Outlaws or even possibly over Soul, depending on how kind of everybody's games play out. Um, but if you have somebody who's Boston, Houston, Seoul, New York, or London, I would probably play them over somebody. Like if you have the DPS for Shock or the Gladiators, even Fusion, um, depending on who you're thinking about starting. Like if you have Shadowburn and you have Striker, and you can kind of, you're choosing between the two for whatever reason, although you should probably start both. Um, you know, I would definitely consider that, especially if you're in a new scoring system. If you're in the new scoring, I would definitely consider playing, like, say, some of the tanks over uh, some of the other players. <laughs> yeah, Hureg has started, but his points haven't been great, even when he does play. I'm definitely concerned. I also don't know if Hureg is going to continue to play. Now, Jake, even if he doesn't make it late into the play playoffs, I think he'll still probably outscore Hurig, um, just based on the pure points per week. Like you can even look as of the points last week, even when Hurig started, he only netted 50 points um, compared to Jake coming in with 251. So Hurig, while he might end up being a really good play, we just haven't seen enough play time out of him yet to justify playing him. Um, even if we think they're going to end up being the ones in the playoffs. Now I will say that. It's you're living by or dying by the sword playing either the Spitfire or the Outlaw players. So London plays Houston, and whoever wins that game, I think, is going to end up being the one that goes into the playoffs. 
If Houston wins that, then London has to go into Excelsior and probably beat Excelsior, or if not, um, have a really good map score against Excelsior, which I'm not really going to bet on happening. I actually think that London has a good chance of getting knocked out of the stage one playoffs. Um, so I would definitely probably be betting. Personally, I'm, I would bet on the Houston players, uh, especially if you have them. And the other thing with the with London is you don't know which DPS they're going to play this week. Now, I wish I could, if I knew 100% of the maps were going to be Hooreg, I might be willing to play him, but I just don't see that. Now, Jake has been somebody that Houston very rarely subs out, so his play time is going to be there for sure. Um, let's see. We already looked at the fantasy watch. Let me bust. This is a fantasy league that I'm in with some people from the Houston Outlaws team uh, Discord. Um, now, on this one, I've got Lynxer, Shadowburn, Custa, Fisher, Gamsu, Kalios, Bunny, Sinatra, Boombox, and Hakba. Now, I'm probably going to, let's see, points last week. I'm going to take Kalios out because he hasn't been playing. Note's been playing as of late. Um, and instead, I am going to go ahead and add Hotba in. Um, not that I think that he's going to necessarily do great, but his play time is a little bit higher. Oh, yeah, dude. Like I said, you're, you're living by the sword or dying by the sword if you're playing Houston or um, or London players. But really, even if even if they don't, they still have a higher probability. So like if you're switching them out, like so for example here, I could play Kalios, but he just didn't get a lot of playing time last week. Hotba, though, is a good example because he plays for the Fusion, and I don't think the Fusion are going to get it into the playoffs. Now, hypothetically, if I was going to go between Hotba and Fisher. You know, Fisher didn't play either, but I got to hope that he's going to go in and play a little bit more. Or I could say, like, all right, I'll play a different support player, two supports, or even I could play Bunny in there instead of Fisher, and that might even be the real play, hoping that Soul makes it D2. Where, there we go. That might be the way I do this one. The hard part is Houston... I think that Houston or the Spitfire are probably going to end up making it in. Now, it is possible that, or um, not Houston, sorry, London or Spitfire, yeah, that's what I said, um, are going to make it in. But you could also say, all right, well, what about Boston? Boston also has to play the Outlaws. If Boston beats the Outlaws and they beat Fusion, which is definitely possible, then Boston ends up in the playoffs. Um, and then you're going to be, I'm going to be wishing that I played Gamsu. But I'm hoping, and, and, with some educated guessing, thinking that um, they're going to be able to stop their dive or that Houston's going to be able to stop the dive um, from from Boston. But we'll find out. you got to live by the seat of your pants. At least that's what I'm going to do. All right. Let's take a look here. This is a league I'm in with some buddies of mine, and I've got Birdring, Fleta, Libero, Lynxer, Boombox, Gesture, Tavik, Unco, Fraggy, and Mano. Now, many of you kind of were hurt by Uncle last week, myself included, his upper body injury. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's probably a wrist or a shoulder thing. Whether or not he comes back this week, I'm not sure. So because of that, unless I hear otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and start Boombox. Linkser is going to probably be back in the lineup this week um, as his flu has passed over. Now, what I am going to change here, even though Gesture scored more points than last week, I'm going to swap Gesture out for Mano 
Now, Mano has been playing really good, but also I think that they have the best chance at running deep. Yeah, Linkser's a G, and he will be back this week. Is Unko going to be back, though? That's the question. All right, let's take a look here. Which oh, That's what we just did. Let me save that. All right, back to that league. I think that is, is that all my leagues? I've got so many. No, I got this one. All right, Munchkin soon. Bedosin, Jajonak, Fury, and Poco. And this league is rough. This is one I don't, I'm not that worried about. This was an auto draft league, so I kind of got what I got. I'll probably leave that the same. We'll see what happens. We'll fly with it. Because no, the what I got on my bench is not something I feel comfortable with. Although, actually, I'm probably going to switch Fraggy for Poco in case Poco doesn't play again at all this week. All right, high noon, new scoring. Let's take a look. Who do I got here? Bad team. Horrible team. All right, so I've got Fleda, Gamsu, Unko, Mickey, Remix, and Poco starting. I'm probably going to take Poco and Remix out. Put in the guy who's got good aim. Man, this is a rough situation. I got to pick between I Remix, Roshan, MG, Poco, and Snow. Man, at least Remix is going to start and give some playtime. Got to ride with it. So that kind of rounds out like what my rosters are looking like this week, how and I went ahead. Now, in some of them, I probably have open trades. I'm trying to make some moves. The roster or the draft, yeah, see, look, I'm trying to make a ton of trades here. Willing to trade. I uh, wanted Jake for Unko. Trying to trade for Rockus. I'll give Custa up. I'll give, uh, I want, I offered Sinatra for Jake just to see if someone would take it. And Unko for Dreamcasters, neither one of which have been accepted. So that's been kind of heartbreaking. Let me swap this back over. All right. So as you can see, playtime is going to be big. I'm kind of structuring all of my weekly rosters based on who I think is going to end up in the playoff spots. I would suggest if you've got a bunch of leagues to do that as well. Maybe even swap it up. If you've got Houston players and you've got London players on different teams, maybe try to go a little bit different direction. That way, maybe if one team fails, the other one doesn't. You know, hedging your bets, man. That's that's a legitimate sports betting and fantasy, uh, fantasy possibility. All right. Let's go down here. I'm going to go ahead and actually pull up last week's top players. And we'll kind of go over some of the ones that I think maybe they're flops or maybe it's a legit performance. Um, and if I think you should continue starting those players. Let me pull this up here. All right, week four stats. I said top score week four overall was Jonak. With 341 points, he's actually a full 81 points over the next score, which is actually his teammate, Libero. We've said it all along. If you've got a lot of those players that are going to get the playtime, if you've got players from XL, from Seoul, you got those top DPS players or even the top support players, especially in the new scoring system, you're going to get a ton of points. As you can see, 
whoever got Jonak has a good chance of winning um, a ton of games just because of the sheer amount of points that he puts up on the board. And their whole team functions in a way that gives him space. If you look at the way that their tanks move and the way that their um, their DPS play, it's not always to actually attack on their own, but it's to give him space to work, and they actually work very well as a team doing that. Um, that's why he ends up with more points than any other support, but also even his own DPS players. Um, the top DPS player, like I said, that was going to be Libero uh, coming in at 260 points. Shadowburn coming in next with 251. Some of these DPS players get did get subbed out, but I think that if you have the top end DPSers on one of these rosters, it, they're worth starting. Almost every single one of the starting DPS, I would say, start this week. Um, even the players, if you have to. Now, if you happen to have four DPS players on your roster and they play for the teams that you think are going to be in the playoffs, of course, start those over anybody else. But if you've got, you know, three players that are going to be in the top four and then you're trying to figure out which DPS to start other than them, as long as there's somebody who's going to get a ton of playtime, I would go with them. Uh, Clockwork had decent value. Um, I can pull it up here. Let me actually, I'll swap them back over so you guys can see what I'm looking at here. Where is Clockwork? Here we go. So Clockwork came in with 139 points. Um, fairly in the middle. Not a bad performance. He's a DPS 3 last week. Um, it's not that he's a fluke. Clockwork isn't a fluke because I do think he's a talented player. And I think he brings a lot to the team. He did well under the situation he played in. But we just know he's not going to see a, a lot of playtime once leaks are come back. If you had him last week and you had happened to start him, congratulations. You got some of the most points you might get all season. But until we see him getting consistent playtime when Linkser is healthy, I'm not really comfortable starting him in my lineup unless you absolutely need like a DPS4 player. Um, some of the other people that saw big rises, um, Mecco continues to score a lot of points. Uh, the first couple of weeks he was a little bit rough, but I think as, like I said, with New York, as they continue to make space, he's doing really well. I would definitely want to keep an eye on him. Go ahead and we can actually sort it by roll. Oh, you can't sort it by roll in points. I forgot that's so dumb. All right. The top tank for the week, like I said, was Mecco. You got him, you want to start him. Now, some of the other tanks um, that I would want to keep your eyes on, even though they may not make it to the playoffs, I would say you want to take a look at the tanks that are coming from um, the Valiant. Now, they are in the running. They still have the possibility, but consistently, both Envy and Fate have been in the top five for their roles, um, so I would definitely keep an eye on them. I got Mikey in here asking, uh, yeah, Sleepy score more than Jake and Carpe. Yeah, so the, the way that the new point system is, it actually does really reward uh, some of these Zenyatta players because um, healers don't lose that extra couple points for when they die first. And that's huge because that's what really hurts your DPS players sometimes, especially your tracers if they're dying first. Now, I think that one of the reasons, you know, Jake, like I said, is still one of the top five or he's a top 10 DPS or last week, but Sleepy did come out on top. And a lot of that is because of the, the point system and the way it works out. 
Carpe is an amazing player, um, but his stats just weren't as high as they have been. I would still say if you have Carpe, you have to start him. Even if you don't think that the Fusion's going to make it to the playoffs, um, Carpe and Shadowburn, unless you're you know, switching them out for somebody else who's going to be a full-time starter on a top-tier team, then I would definitely start Carpe still. The dude just goes off. He has a real carry potential. Um, not to mention, if you actually look at who some of these teams are playing, I think the Philadelphia Fusion versus the Uprising can definitely go five maps, and then they play the Mayhem on the last night, and I think that they're going to 4-0 Mayhem. So when you look at who, who Philadelphia is playing, you kind of have to start them. Now, San Francisco, if you have Sleepy this week, that could go hit or miss, honestly. They could, you could end up playing um, San Francisco. You got Sleepy, you could end up playing him in the Gladiators. Okay, he might do well. I think that the Shock actually stand a chance to beat the Gladiators. I'm going to call that 3-2, though, for um, for the Gladiators. But they're going to stand in. It could be a five-map series. You're going to get play time. And then he's going to face off against Soul, and I don't think that they're going to do very well. I think Soul's going to be able to bully them and create too much space, and I don't think that Sleepy's going to have enough room where he's getting a ton of kills. Whereas in last week, Sleepy was able to get a dump bunch of good kills um, on Tracers running at him, and so that gets him the first kill bonus, which is definitely going to make, uh, make up for a lot of other points. All right, let's take a look here. All right, move it back over. Then I'm going to go back to hit my notes again. All right. All right, here we go. So we're going to actually go over the exercise. I can go back to go back to this. Here we go. We'll just start going over some of those matchups, some of the other ones. So Going Shanghai Dragons or Dallas Fuel. I'm actually going to take Dallas to win this, but I actually think that Shanghai is going to take a map, so I'm going to call it 3-1 Dallas. Now, if you have some of the Fuel players, you do want to be hesitant to start, start them, not just because I think that they stand a chance to lose one of their games this week, but most importantly, they don't have that chance for the playoff. Now, if you do have to start them, like as you saw in one of my rosters, I've got Mickey and I'm starting Mickey. I don't really have another choice in that particular league to start anybody else. Um, if I did, I would be looking for another option just because of the playoff factor. Um, and maybe we get a, a notification tomorrow that they're changing the system and play stage one playoffs don't count. I hope so. I hit them up myself. I've got a, a message open with, with one of their founders and i tried to get them to stop it because I don't I don't think this is a very balanced system with a stage uh, playoff finals counting. Um, so San Francisco Shock, LA Gladiators, like I said, I think the Gladiators are going to take this 3-2. to two. Um, That said, if you have to play them, some of the DPS players, Baby Bay, Dante, they've been really high scores, some of the highest weekly scores actually, um, almost every week. This week, because of the playoff situation, I'm going to say that they're going to be DPS 3, DPS 4 players. Um, and for the Gladiators, you know, their players end up with much more balance at scores, even when they win or lose. Now, if you do have to play them, I'm playing Remix and Elite because I don't really have a choice. I don't want to, but it's what I've got. Um, so the reason that the, the current system is unbalanced with the Stage 1 playoffs counting is because so many players aren't going to be included. So the sheer fact, like say, for example, you drafted 
and you've got a really good roster. You could have won the last couple of weeks, but you have players that aren't on Soul, um, NYXL, um, London, Houston, or Boston, or Valiant, who are the six teams that have a chance to actually get into the playoffs. Any player that's not in the playoffs is missing at least one game. So that's five maps. Now, two teams... So say, for example, the stage one finals is NYXL versus the Seoul Dynasty. Those players have so many extra maps they get to play. That's so much more time just to score extra points. Exactly. And so when you're when you're talking, like, say a player averages 125 points per matchup. Well, now that player is going to play um, four matchups in a week. So there'll be two teams of four that have players that get play four matchups then there's going to be uh, four teams where the players get to play at least uh, three matchups and then everybody else is only playing two so the sheer play time difference is going to be vastly different so you could be playing against somebody in your league who has all players that they can start from playoff teams or stage playoff teams and there's and you don't and then you have no way to beat them and that's why for example most actual fantasy systems what they do um, is they finish their playoffs for the regular season or the fantasy season ends before playoffs begin so that you're not in a situation where you have players who are great and who contribute and do their job, but they're not in the playoffs and that's not necessarily their fault. Um, so that brings us into the soul versus the Valiant. Like I said, Valiant have a chance here where they could make the playoffs. Now, if they come out and they surprise us, and the Valiant beats Soul, which I do think is possible, especially we've seen Soul looking a little bit weaker. Now that said, um, I've said this before, I've said it on the show, I've said it to a ton of other people during Apex for whatever reason, when they were Lunatic High, they have this third gear or fourth gear, sixth gear, 69th gear, whatever you want to call it, that they pop it into when they absolutely need to. Um, but I think LA has a chance. I'd like to see LA win just for the storylines and the memes. But it's possible that um, Soul also stomps them out. So we'll kind of see how that goes. But I would want to play all the players from both teams if you have them, if you have the starters. Um, if you're playing in the new scoring system, it doesn't really matter if they're playing Mercy. So if you've got LA Valiant or you've got Soul, I would definitely play them because they have an opportunity at the least to be one of the teams that is going to play either four or three matchups in the week. I got a question in chat from Mikey. He says, so in the current system, would it be more valuable to have someone on the bench over a large score like Carpe, who potentially won't be in the playoffs? Um, okay, so here's how I think about it. It really depends on on who your player is. So in the in the fantasy system you have now, um, there's you have you can play up to four DPS players, one tank, and one DP or and one healer. Now, you can play more of those if you have maybe really good producers. Like if you have Jay Hong and, um, and uh, Jonak, you want to start them both because they're both going to score you a ton of points. And Jonak might be the number one scorer of the week because they both are going to hit the playoffs. But say, for example, you're looking at whether you want to play um, Dream Casper or Jake, and then you also have somebody on your bench like Carpe. Now, if you have four DPS that are on teams that could make it to the playoffs, and then you also have Carpe, I would probably play all the ones that have a chance to make it to the playoffs. 
Now, um, if you're playing somebody and you're like, well, I only have two players that are going to make it to the playoffs or that I think are going to make it to the playoffs, do I want to start a tank that is going to make it to the playoffs over Carpe or over Shadowburn? No, I wouldn't do that. Now, if you're talking about maybe starting them over um, somebody else, so like say, for example, you have uh, Logics or... Uh, to Vic even and you're like well they're not going to make it to the playoffs but they're really good producers still do I want to start a to Vic over you know let's see who who I want compared to somebody that is going to be like maybe soon soon hasn't played as great lately or agilities agilities isn't even a better example so last week agilities had 115 points um and Tavik had 163. Now, do I want to play Tavik or do I want to play Agilities this week? Now, Agilities has the opportunity that he could make it to the playoffs. Now, even that one extra game, if we assume that Agilities can do what he did last week and score us at least 50 points in a game, you know that extra 50 points puts him at 156 points for the week to what Tavik did last week at 163 possibly more so i would want to play safe if you have dps players that you are decent sure for is another example um where he does really well but you know if you've got another dps that maybe agilities pine pine's a great example not because he's not good but because of his play time already if he only plays one to two maps a matchup or even one map a matchup and he gets you 50 and scores like 30 points per map that he plays on. If he has an opportunity to go into the playoffs, there's a chance that he has way more maps that he's going to end up playing. So I would want to play him over sure for over to Vic. Um, I would play him probably over even some of the London DPS because I'm not sure who's going to start there. So just to maybe avoid the risk of um, of having the player that doesn't get played. I'd probably start them over anybody from Mayhem, especially Logics and Tavik. Even though I think they're great, I just don't think they're going to have as many opportunities to score points this week. Um, you go down and you look at some of the other players um, that haven't played a ton. You look at like Undead and and uh, Dia from Shanghai. They've been doing good. They're decent players. They're getting... You know, some weeks they're getting 50 points. Another week they might get 120, 130. But if you've got those players, you know, and they're your DPS four spot normally, and then you also have Agilities or Pine, and you're like, yeah, but they never start. I would start the non-starters over somebody, um, over somebody like Dia or Undead, just because they have the opportunity to get more points in over the week. Let's go back here. All right, so. That brings us into Fusion Boston. This is one that has playoff implications. Now, like I said, Philly has a very small mathematical chance where they could make it if some of the other teams lose and get 4-0'd, and then they 4 both their opponents. opponents. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I think that Boston's going to come up on top of Philly. They're going to win. I think it's probably going to be either 3-1 or 3-2. Um, I've said before, you want to start the Boston players. Dream Casper and Stryker are must-starts. They're some of the top scoring and some of the best looking DPS players in the league right now, and they're playing on fire. If you've got the support players um, from Boston, they're definitely good considerations to play. And if you've got the tanks, you pretty much have to. Now, if you have Note and Kalios, like I didn't play Kalios because I think Note is going to keep starting. But if you have Note 
And you're like, eh, should I start note or a DPS? If it's a playoff bound or playoff thought DPS player over note, I would. I would start Gamsu if you have him. He could definitely be your main anchor tank for the week and really hold you down. He's been playing well. He has the opportunity to go to the playoffs. Even if they don't go to the playoffs, I think Boston has an opportunity where he's going to get a ton of play time. He might even get five maps against the Outlaws and against Fusion, and that could be a big score. Going in after that, you're going to have Mayhem versus the Excelsior. Um, from NYXL, you pretty much have to start everybody that's been getting starting time. Um, and I, like I said, because of the way that the playoffs work, and you're going to get those extra points, even if you get one extra map or two extra maps out of Pine, that puts him in a situation where he's going to be probably a DPS 3 player. Now, when I say DPS 1, DPS 2, DPS 3, or DPS 4, what that means basically is if you divided all of the, D if you looked at the DPS list total points scored or average points per week and you divide them up and then you, and you group them, you know, so like in a, in a 10 team league or an eight team league, you figure each team can hold four DPS on an eight team league. So the top, the first eight or first, maybe even nine or 10 DPS, you might say those are DPS one. And then the next eight to 10, you say those are going to be DPS two and the next one's three, and then four. And the reason you break it up like that is just like, hey, are you comparing your fourth DPS player that you might actually fill that spot with a tank to somebody who's a top eight, top 10 DPS potentially? Um, now the Mayhem, like I said, I'd be very leery of starting them, not only because they're not gonna make it to the playoffs and they're not gonna be able to get those extra points, um, but they do have to play against New York, and then they're going to play against Philly. There's a chance that they don't take a map this week. Um, that brings us to the London Spitfire versus the Houston Outlaws. We kind of already talked about this a little bit. I do just want to say that you need to up the ante. If you've got the Outlaw players, you got to start them. If you have London, you can roll your dice. Um, it's going to be hit or miss with London this week. Just like last week, you don't know who they're going to start. They might bring in you know, all of GC Busan, or they might bring in the mixed roster again. Are they going to struggle on control still? I'm not sure. Am I still going to start most of my players from the from the Spitfire? Hell yeah, because they do well, and they still have the opportunity to make it to the playoffs. Well, if Valiant pulls one out and beats Seoul tomorrow, I think the number one takeaway is that Seoul might not make it into the playoffs. Um, even if they beat the Shock and they do it 4-0. Um, let me pull up the standings here. All right. So if if Seoul loses to uh, Valiant, that puts Valiant at 6-3 and three, and it puts Seoul at 6-3. and three. I have to go back and look at the map records, um, but I think that's a pretty dangerous situation because even if, we we take it and say okay well soul's going to be shocked so that puts uh soul at seven and three then valiant plays uh against shanghai they're going to beat shanghai so they're both seven and three so if valiant wins they're really defining their own future and soul might not make it to the playoffs that's why i said like it's a rough situation you kind of have to guess and hedge your bets and try to say all right who do i think is going to make it to the playoffs and, and gamble with those players. Either way, if you start soon and you or you start Silk Thread or Unko or Fate, um, even Kareev and 
um, Envy, they're going to get decent play time. They're going to still play well, and they've all been very high scorers. Um, so there is the possibility that even if they don't go to the playoffs, they're still going to possibly be a DPS 4 player or a DPS 3 maybe. Um, now with Soul, you want to play their players regardless as well. Now if you have Bunny or someone, I, I had to start him in one league, but Bunny and uh, some of their other players, Munchkin, stuff, they haven't really been playing that well. You really want to take a step back and say, All right, do I want to start them now? If you have Fleta, you got to start Fleta. If if you've got uh, Jayhong, you got to start Jayhong. So it's just going to be, you know, your own gamble which one you want to pick. Now I do think that Soul's going to be able to take this one out. Like I said, they can they can step in and do a new gear. But if they don't, you know, Valiant is writing their check to the playoffs, and I, I'd like to see it. Just like I said for the storylines, it would be really fun to watch. Um, but if that happened, I think it would shock a lot of people, and it would definitely shock Soul. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm sure some of the owners are sitting there, like, looking at $125,000. Are we going to get this? Are we not? Like, I know that a lot of them are more concerned about other things, but, I mean, it would be nice to be the team that gets to take that home, that first check. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of them are going to be watching these results very closely. All right. Um, we were kind of, we just brought it up. I think Valiant's going to forego the Shanghai Dragons. Um I honestly think that of all the playoff teams, the Valiant might surprise us. Now, like you said, if they upset Seoul and the Valiant win, they have to play Shanghai. Not as stressful as a matchup. Maybe not as much preparation going to be needed. I hate to say that, but we're just speaking honestly here. Now, if that happens, Valiant's going up against them for their second game. New York is playing London for their second game. Houston has to play Boston. So those are going to be important playoff implications as well, but those games have a potential to be a lot tighter. Um, we already said you got the New York starters or you got London. You want to play them. Playoff hopes are real. I think New York is actually the best team in the league. I think they're going to come out here and uh, just play really well this week and take the stage one playoffs. Um, then you got Houston and Boston, both of them with great opportunities and a high probability of making it to the playoffs. Depending on how they play, you're just making your gamble, which ones you think are going to make it. And then Florida versus Philly. Like I said, uh, Florida versus, or so let me tell you the predictions. I think New York's going to take London. Um, now London is a team, like I said, that may not make it to the playoffs either because they have to play the Outlaws, who I think are going to win. Um, I'd take the Outlaws 3-2 and two over the Spitfire, although it's two teams who can't play control for crap lately, so you never know. Uh, then you got New York Excelsior as well for London, and I think New York is going to probably 4-0 that. Uh, now, it, you never know. This is the team. Both of them just beat Seoul, and uh, London 4-0 them. So we don't know what we're going to see, but I do think that New York's going to be able to beat London. Now... Um, Houston, Boston. I'm going to call that as a 3 2 for uh, Houston. I'm a homer. I'm going with my team. However, I do understand there's a good possibility that Boston could win. Like I said, Boston is a team that set themselves up to make it to the stage one playoffs. Um, Huck will not be out of a job anytime soon, it doesn't look like. So we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, between London and Houston, so Mikey and Chad just brought up, you know, interesting if, if Houston versus London goes to game five because both of them have really struggled against or in uh, control maps. And it's like, who's I think Houston is like a, uh, a 
40% map win rate and London's a 50% map win rate or something similar to that. Um, and they're playing Oasis. Oof, that's rough actually. I think Spitfire might be able to take Oasis. And they're not playing maps that are good for Houston either. That's part of the problem. Eichenwald, Anubis, and Dorado. Now I think that Outlaws can definitely take Eichenwald if they play it right. And Anubis and Dorado are going to be coin flips. I think those could go either way. Um, but both of these teams really need to win that game. Uh, whoever wins that one, I think, will probably be the one that ends up in the playoffs. And kind of based on how other things fall, but that's just my personal opinion on it right now. All right, and that kind of closes up the different teams. Um, I'm going to pull up my pickums here. We're gonna, I'm going to actually go ahead and pop my pickums in and get those done while we're doing it. While we doing the damn thing. Alright, so 3-1 to one for San Francisco over the Gladiators. I don't know if that's what I called earlier, but it's what I'm going to call now. 3-1 to one for Dallas. This one's hard, but I am going to go 3-2 Seoul. Man, how you you have Mikey's been tempting me with this soul valiant situation all night, and I'm actually thinking the valiant might be able to take it. Alright, 89% of people took soul. Let's ride the walrus. We're gonna say valiant beat soul three to two. Alright, Philadelphia, Boston. I am gonna go. 3-1 for Boston. And that one could go either way, really. Philadelphia, you just don't know what team's going to show up. Uh, New York Excelsior calling a 4-0 against the Mayhem. Houston, London. I'm going to do the Homer thing and say 3-2 for Houston. And we got Gladiators versus Dallas. I'm going to take Gladiators 3-1 over Dallas. Dallas knows they're not making the playoffs. I think that they're going to experiment. They're going to keep trying to build their roster and kind of change things around. They're going to be willing to experiment. Um, all right. Seoul versus San Francisco. I think it's going to be a 4-0 for Seoul. Valiant versus the Dragons. Uh, I'm going to go with Valiant 4-0. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. The, the, the Valiant Soul matchup, that's the one that's going to haunt me in my sleep because I don't know which way. It could go either way. Um, and it, a lot of it is going to depend on, on game planning too, right? So if you look at the schedule for the week, uh, Soul is playing Valiant. They play Eichenwald, Anubis, Oasis, Dorado. Then Valiant doesn't have to plan for the Dragons. And Dynasty versus Shock, I don't think that they can... They might lose maps against Shock because maps win, or map map record counts. They're playing Eichenwald, Anubis, Ilios, and Dorado. So they do have to prep for more maps against a better competition team. So maybe Valiant come in a little bit more prepared. Maybe not. I'm not sure. But it could go either way. Like I said, you're, it is going to be 
a tough matchup, and that's going to be one that has huge implications, not just only for those two teams, but for the other teams in the league that are fighting for their spots. All right. London versus New York. I'm going to go 3-1 for Excelsior. And they're playing Eichenwald and Nubis Ilios Dorado. That seems to be the combo this week. All right, Houston versus Boston. This is rough. My heart says Houston, but my brain says that Boston might be the one who can make it to the playoffs. Um, they're playing Eichenwald and Nubis Ilios Dorado as well. The people are saying 61% Houston, 39% Boston. I hate to be one of the people, but I'm going to call this 3-1 for Houston. And the final game, Philadelphia versus Mayhem. I am going to say 3-1. I think Mayhem are going to try real hard, and they're going to be able to take one map. Um. So in Pick'em, all right, so I'm picking my heart picks not to win the league. Pick'em is an interesting thing because you could actually look at the stats. You don't lose points if you get things wrong. So if you're in a close situation, you want to see what other people in your league pick and their strats based on that. So like, let me go to my actual Pick'em league here. Let me pull. Can you guys see this? What am I showing you guys? Yeah, okay. Um close all these art all right here we go where is the leaderboard here we go all right so if you look like i'm not doing very good i'm probably way down probably like four or five yeah oh what do you know right there um but say for example i was in a much better situation and part of the reason i'm so low honestly is because i forgot to set my picks twice but if say I'm one of like these people and I'm like, man, I really want to gain some ground. I'm already pretty high up, but I have an opportunity where I can end up winning the, the top stage. Then you, that's when you'd be like, all right, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to pick some of these risky ones. Cause if I get them right, I'm going to end up winning a lot. So I would guess like, oh, okay, maybe that all of these people picked Houston, right? So they all picked Houston and I'm lazy eight, four, five. And I'm like, dude, I bet you that Boston could take this or Boston might be able to take this. And if they do, I'm going to get 500 extra points that none of these other jabronis are going to get. And that's when you would want to kind of go against the grain on the picks like that. Uh, a really good example of that is in football pickums. There is a, uh, a football, fantasy football podcast, 06010, um, with Matthew Barry and Field Yates and... Um, some other player people on the, that are part of the show, they have a pick'em league, and on a couple of occasions, they've made some of them like, "Hey, I'm winning." You know, nobody has a chance to beat me. Now, say for example, you uh, you know that you're 500 points ahead of your buddy, and you know what his picks are going to be. Well, you, and nobody else has a chance to catch you. Then you just pick the exact same things that they pick, and there's no way you can lose because they're gonna you're gonna end up with the same amount of points. Now on the same coin, if they're like, hey, I know that if I pick the same thing as them, there's no way I can beat them. So you want to pick something else because of that. Um, so there's a little bit of strategy and pick them a little bit more than what most people would assume. I think. 
but that kind of closes it up for the week. We've kind of gone over a lot of stuff. Um, I do appreciate you guys tuning in. Anybody who listened, I apologize that Abner wasn't able to make it today, but I'm glad that you were able to join in. I hope that some of this information helps you and we can get this out to you before you set your lineups tomorrow. If you have any questions, you can hit me up. I'm Invictus Odub on Twitter. You can hit me up on Twitch. I am Fantasy Watch or Invictus Odub. And you can join us on our Discord, which is linked at the top of our Twitter account, which is Fantasy Watch Odub on Twitter.com. Feel free to join us. Tweet me your lineups. Let me know if you have any questions, and I'd be happy to answer them for you and even give you some advice. All right, everybody. Uh, just recording this after I kind of edited some of the show. I know it's a little bit weird. Um, didn't go as planned all the time, but I do want to thank you if you made it to this part for not hating my voice that much. Um, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. In the future, we will have the other co-host back, and we'll be able to get that taken care of. I do want to thank you guys for all your support. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Feel free to leave us a review, or like I said, hit us up, man. I want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to my fans. I want to talk about what might help you guys in your fantasy weeks. If you've got questions, please feel free to ask them and send those in, um, because I do think that you know I want to be able to help you guys out with your specific issues and questions. All right, well, I hope you guys all have great weeks in fantasy. Go out there, slay. Have some fun. Most importantly, be excellent to each other and always party on, my dudes. No worries tonight, just enjoy.